Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Game Time with Manny. Um, this month, I am going to talk about Dark Souls 3 and kind of more just Dark Souls in general. Um, people are really weird about spoilers, me included. Um, and I know a lot of people like to experience the stuff in Dark Souls uh, for themselves. So this is really going to be more like my general thoughts on Dark Souls 3 having completed it, and the series in general, uh, now that it's technically like a completed Dark Souls trilogy. Um, I'm not going to talk like a lot of story specifics or like boss specifics or anything like that, so if you're worried about that, you don't really need to worry in this podcast. Uh, but yeah, it's just going to be more general thoughts, so if you are looking for something more specific, this probably isn't going to be what you want to go to for your Dark Souls 3 information. So without further ado, it's game time. <laughs> Okay, so... By this point in time, in the year 2016, most people have heard of Dark Souls, and most people have played it as well. Uh, for If for some reason you don't know what Dark Souls is, um, it is a super hardcore and uh, hard in terms of difficulty uh, third-person action game made by the Japanese company From Software. Um, previously, before they started making the Souls series, the thing I can think of that they were most famous for was making Armored Core, which was, like, a super intense, uh, game where you pilot giant robots, uh, mechs, and I, I don't actually, I never really looked into it how they ended up making Demon Souls, so the, the beginning of the series was a PlayStation 3 exclusive called Demon Souls, um, and I, I remember the year it came out, I I got it for Christmas because I had seen that it was getting really high reviews and I, I actually knew literally nothing about it. I just bought it on the cover alone. It's a knight in armor. Um, and I really didn't like it. And I still, I can kind of put my finger on it now, but I don't exactly know why I didn't really like it. I think if I went back, I would really like it now. But it was just really hard and very punishing um it's one of those things where i really i really like monster hunter um and that has a lot of animation priority so like you're basically like in gothic or medieval times in almost all these games um and you have like big swords and like kind of bulky armor and you move pretty slow uh but like you swing your sword and, like, there is are a lot of frames of animation. It's very deliberate. So you have to make your swings count. You have to know when you can do them. Otherwise, the enemies are just going to shred right through you. Um, it's interesting. Uh, I didn't like it back then. I, I didn't really like Demon Souls. Um, and actually, I, I didn't even get into the original Dark Souls when it first came out. But I am very into the series now. I think what actually got me into it was the fact that I started to play Monster Hunter. Um, when Monster Hunter Tri-Ultimate came out on the Wii U, I decided 
that I tend to play games I feel are safe, games I know that I am going to enjoy no matter what. Uh, but I played the demo for Monster Hunter and I kind of like felt a spark. Like this Monster Hunter is another series that's notoriously known for not so much being difficult, but difficult to get into. And it has a lot of that type of stuff like animation priority, which a lot of people don't like where everything is really deliberate and kind of slow. Uh, you have to learn the game doesn't really teach you very well. There's never really been a great tutorial. Uh, and I played Monster Hunter try for like hundreds of hours i think like 450 hours it's definitely my most played game on the wii u still to this day um and i really like monster hunter try and that got me into monster hunter and for some reason or other uh about two months before dark souls 2 was going to be released i asked one of my friends if i could borrow their copy of dark souls that they had and i knew they had never really gotten into just to try and i Somehow ended up falling in love with the original Dark Souls. I I think that the original Dark Souls is something that is really special um, because it, it was unique and it's one of those games that I'm surprised became popular the way it did. Um, like Demon Souls was a PS3 exclusive and it... Uh, it got an audience. It definitely got an audience. Like, it's difficult. There's a lot of secrets. Um, there's all kinds of things that aren't explained. And Demon Souls did sell very well. Um, it became a greatest hits on the PlayStation 3. It sold tons of copies. Uh, but I feel like they followed it up with Dark Souls, which I feel like proliferated in a way that I never would have expected and I don't think from software really expected either so it's very similar to Demon Souls I know it's probably confusing because I keep saying Demon Souls and Dark Souls and they're just d words that end in souls but they, they are different so Demon Souls you started in a kind of like stone tower area like in the middle of it and there were non-playable characters all around you that you could interact with uh and the way you would get to the areas of the game where there was basically like these portals so it was like you're going to different stages and you would explore that area you know each area was very different and very unique um but it made me feel kind of disconnected from all of the areas because it's just like you're transporting somewhere it doesn't really connect to the rest of the world I mean, technically it does, but I, I just didn't feel that way, and I think that's why I ended up not liking Demon Souls as much. What's crazy to me about Dark Souls, the original Dark Souls, is that everything connected in a way. So you start off in Dark Souls, and you're in an undead asylum. So I, I guess I have to say some of the basic premise of Dark Souls as a series. Um, you are an undead, and you are tasked with relighting the fire. And what that means is basically a long time ago in the world of Dark Souls, there was pure darkness, more or less. And then people discovered how to make fire. They kindled the first flame. And the people who did that ended up becoming powerful, but that power corrupted them. So they're kind of mostly bad now. And I I can't go off about all the lore. Dark Souls is super deep and steeped in lore. 
Um, but more or less, you are an undead, and it is your job, theoretically, to uh, rekindle the flame because the first flame is going out, and that would be bad because then the world would be in darkness again. Um, but Dark Souls kind of plays with that because you don't have to relight the flame. You can walk away from the flame and uh, not light it, uh, which would theoretically... Uh, end the cycle of having to have an undead come back and light the flame. Uh, and theoretically, if you do that, I I personally think that the world of Dark Souls will be better off. But that's a debate that I am not I am not going to have here on this podcast. That's something you can go look up Dark Souls lore videos of like Epic Name Bro and people like that on YouTube. Um, but you start you start off in Dark Souls and you kind of just go in a straight line until you get to the main area of the game called Firelink Shrine, which is basically just like kind of like a bonfire. And like uh, around there are a bunch of people, uh, NPCs gather around there as you talk to them and stuff like that. Uh, But the world is very connected. So like you go to an area and then like it kind of wraps around to a previous area you've already been to. It's weird uh, because, like, you see things from far away, and then eventually, like, you can go there. I know that sounds really stupid, because that's how most uh, companies advertise open-world games. They're like, oh, look, see that mountain? Like, you can go there. Uh, but in Dark Souls, it's cool, because, like, you see something in the far-off distance, and you're like, wow, that looks cool, and then you can go there, and from there you can look back at where you were before, and everything is connected. You open up shortcuts, it loops back around on itself, and I love that. It makes it feel almost like an open-world game, and, and just I the fact that everything is connected, I quite frankly, I think is amazing. Um, and that is something that was lost in Dark Souls 2, because it became like a central hub that spoked off and each spoke ended in a dead end. And, like, I was not a fan of that. I love the world of the original Dark Souls. It's one of those things where if I was sitting next to you while you were playing the game, still now, years later, I could lead you to another area. Like, I could give you directions if I was in the game right now to tell you where to go, what enemies were there, because I remember it. The world of the original Dark Souls is so memorable to me. And that is one of the most important things to me now in video games, I have a bad memory. And when I remember stuff like that, uh, to me, it means that the game is great or the game design is great because it's just one of those things where if I can remember it because I play so many games and it's probably good. And the original dark souls is definitely like that. And I think it may actually be one of my favorite games of all time now. Um, and another thing about the original Dark Souls is the bosses were all very memorable. Um, just, like, saying names like Ornstein and Smo, uh, Gwyn, th- th- things like that. There, there there are just, there are many memorable boss fights in the original Dark Souls, and I, I remember almost all of them. Not necessarily by name, but definitely, like, how I had to fight them and what they were, what their movesets were like. Um... And that is a big central part of Dark Souls, is you're fighting a lot of bosses, and they are all very unique, and the difficulty of the bosses and the regular enemies is just savage. And you have to learn uh, how to use the build you've made. So, like, when you when you kill enemies, you get souls, 
and uh, you have a certain amount of souls will allow you to level up one of your stats. And what I thought was cool about the original Dark Souls was uh, most builds were pretty viable, um, except for, like, magic. I don't think it was very viable. If anyone listens to this that's, like, obsessed with Dark Souls, they're going to be like, oh, my God, you're so wrong about everything. But, I mean, this podcast isn't really for people who are super into Dark Souls, though. So, I guess whatever. But... Uh, I felt like more builds were viable in the original Dark Souls. I personally play it very slowly because there's a lot of animation priority and things like that. So I would basically put on the heaviest armor that there is uh, and become a walking tank man and then use a great sword so that I could do a lot of damage but attack very slowly. Um, but a lot of people think that it's like sacrilege. Most people play Dark Souls like as light as possible so that they can dodge roll a lot. Um, which dodge rolling is the way you're going to get out of the way of most enemy attacks. And if you're heavy, you roll slower. And that doesn't necessarily sound that bad, uh, but you have some invincibility frames when you're rolling. And that means you basically you can't get hurt by the enemies during that time. So when you have the fastest roll, you have more invincibility frames than when you're slow with what most people call a fat roll. Uh, I always had a fat roll in the original Dark Souls. I used Havel's armor for anyone who knows what that is. It's like super, super heavy armor. And like I said, I always used a great sword. I never used like super fast rapiers or anything like that. And I love that game. Um, I love the original Dark Souls. And Dark Souls 2 I transitioned to, and I I didn't like it as much as the first one, mainly because of the way the world is laid out. I don't necessarily think it's bad, I, I not not necessarily. I don't think it's bad. I think Dark Souls Two is a great game. I just don't think it can live up to what the original was. Um, and I played mostly the same in that I had uh, super heavy armor and I used a great sword. And I felt like Dark Souls Two at first was a little bit harder, uh, but then by the end I didn't have that much trouble with it. And it's hard to explain because there are mechanics in Dark Souls that are not exactly explained well, but by playing through Dark Souls 1 and like looking up things on a Wikipedia page that I didn't necessarily understand, uh, you gain a lot of knowledge. So one thing that Dark Souls, all the, all the Dark Souls, uh, Dark Souls 2 and Dark Souls 3 have in common is there are save points that are called like bonfires. And they're, they're literal bonfires. You light them because you're lighting the flames. The whole theme of fire, light, and darkness is permeates throughout the entire trilogy here. Uh, you light them and you can transport between them. Uh, and at that, you replenish your healing items, which the healing items in all three games are, are basically the same. Uh, they're called Estus Flasks. So you use Estus Flasks while you're around and you're getting hurt, and then when you rest at a bonfire, they uh, all replenish. And, like, that's a major mechanic of Dark Souls. Uh, they don't explain that to you, it's just something that you kind of notice. But the big thing is kindling or making yourself alive again. So you are an undead, as I said in the beginning, um, but when you kill a boss or you kindle the bonfire... Uh, oh no, in the original Dark Souls, kindling made it so you had more Estus Flasks. I guess I don't remember how you became human in the original Dark Souls, but, yeah, like, you have to figure out yourself, like, there's an option in the bonfire, like, kindle the bonfire, uh, 
and you have to figure out, like, that gives me more SS Flask, so I'll have more healing in this area. But you can also make yourself human, which, in the case of this series, gives you more health, um, but makes it so you can be invaded by other players. So, one of the mechanics of Dark Souls is invading and summoning. Uh, You can basically have someone come into your world and just try to kill you and they can get rewards they get experience and things like that from killing you and it happens a lot so if you're alive uh you have to be very careful um because people will come and try to kill you it happened to me in dark souls 3 a couple times um but it's it's cool um it's like an interesting multiplayer mechanic and it's one of those things that like people people had to figure out, and there are all kinds of secrets and weird things in Dark Souls. And the reason I didn't originally play it was because I thought that it was stupid. Um, because people say like, "Oh, well, it's cool," like they don't explain anything, and you have to figure it out. And like to me, that just seems like bad game design. To be quite honest with you, um, there's just like not an explanation, and ha- it's not intuitive necessarily. So how the hell are you supposed to figure it out? And while I do still kind of think that in the original Dark Souls, it wasn't it wasn't a design choice like most people think. I think it was just there was no tutorial and it wasn't really explained at all. And I think that was just not super great design. Um, but then that stuff became common knowledge by people who had played Dark Souls and that's what people liked about it. So then they put that into... Dark Souls 2 and 3 as actual mechanics and still didn't really explain them well because then that's just a part of Dark Souls. But, I mean, regardless of whether or not I think that the way the game teaches you or doesn't teach you is good game design, um, people loved it. And I ended up loving it too, but it was one of those things where, like, I had played it years after its original release, so I could go to a Wikipedia page and be like, yo, man, what the fuck is this? Like, what does this even mean? What is kindling the bonfire? How do I become a human? Why do I have more health after I beat a boss? Like, what is going on? What is this number by my health bar humanity? And it, it, it's just, it, there's a lot to take in in Dark Souls. And on top of that, it's f- hard as shit. Uh, and it, it's unforgiving. And you can miss out on all kinds of side quests if you don't talk to NPCs at the exact proper moment before you kill a boss or, like, just stupid bullshit. Like, you'll come around a corner and there'll be an enemy that'll stab you and then you gotta remember that on your next run because you got killed and you when you die you go back to the last bonfire. It's just, it's it's a hard series. And so with that, I will get right into Dark Souls 3. And what I have a lot of people asking me is like my friends and stuff who play Dark Souls, like, what do you think of it? Do you like it more than Dark Souls 2? Because every, um, most people who will ask me about this know I love Dark Souls 1 in a way that is ridiculous. I, I love Dark Souls 1. Um, and I wasn't so hot on Dark Souls 2, but people ask me, hey, do you do you like 3 more than 2? And to be quite honest with you, I, I don't know. I can't answer that question, honestly. Um because from Dark, Dark Souls 2 had some DLC packs that I did not play, which I saw a lot of people saying was the best part of that game. And I think I may replay Dark Souls 2 because I played it when it first came out on the PS3. Um, and they re-released it on PS4 
with all the DLC and it just has a better frame rate and things like that. So I think I might replay it. I think if I played Dark Souls 2 again now, I would like it more than I did then. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't say for sure whether or not I like it more than 3. But 3 is interesting because I think it took a lot of things that from software learned while they were developing bloodborne which i haven't mentioned bloodborne at all yet uh which is another sony exclusive another playstation exclusive that was released on the ps4 it is made by the same team that makes dark souls it's still made by from software but it was a sony exclusive um and instead of being a medieval setting like the three dark souls games uh and demon souls it is like a victorian london type setting um and it was more fast-paced and everything was kind of like scary and weird there's a lot of cthulhu monsters and tentacles and shit uh but i i thought bloodborne was okay personally it was not my cup of tea because as i said earlier in dark souls i like to run around as a tank man with a shield and a giant sword and bloodborne isn't like that uh you're fast moving your light armor doesn't really mean a whole lot Um, and you have very unique weapons. Bloodborne has like 11 unique weapons, I think. I I don't know. Who knows how many weapons Bloodborne had, but they were like all very unique moveset weapons. So they're all very different from each other. While Dark Souls just has a buttload of weapons, a lot of like short swords, a lot of great swords that swing very similarly, but, uh, have different attack. And so Bloodborne is all about fast-paced, and you would, like, parry with your gun. So, like, if an enemy is about to attack you and you shot him at the right time, you could uh, attack them without them retaliating and do a shitload of damage. Kind of like parrying in Dark Souls. Like, in Dark Souls, it depends. You can't do it all the time in 3, but in 1 and 2 you could. Uh, If an enemy is coming at you, you use your shield and, like, slap their weapon up, and then it makes a sound like... And you can kind of just, like, stab them and do a lot of damage. So, Bloodborne was like that, but with firing a gun. So, you had to be really good at the timing. The roll was much more important. Um, And enemies were just really fast. And I feel like that carried over to Dark Souls 3 a lot, in a way. So, I... I see it's it's just weird Dark Souls 3 felt weird to me so one one thing that bothers me about Dark Souls 3 is I feel like the build that I used to use is no longer viable at all um I tried to become a giant tank man I got armor huge huge armor and I had a fat roll and a great sword and there were a couple bosses that I just could not beat with that strategy um because, like, I would hold up my shield and they were so fast that they would just wail on me until I ran out of stamina and I couldn't move and just die over and over again. Like, there is a boss called the Abitch... The, the Abitch... The Abyss Watchers, which is mo- three enemies at the same time. Um, and most people that I've seen online have said, like, oh, that boss is so easy, like, h- how come you couldn't beat it? very easily it it took me hours and hours and i started to get frustrated and the only reason that i could beat it was because i changed to a lighter set of armor and i changed to a lighter sword and i rolled around a whole lot and like that's usually not the way i play i mean it is a viable way to play i don't think it's bad that people play that way i just it's not for me and it's one of those things where i feel like i shouldn't have to change my play style to accommodate the speed of a boss 
Um, I should be able to at least block and then, like, counter at the right time, like, do one slash and then wait and do it again. But I couldn't do that for uh, at least a quarter of the bosses in Dark Souls 3, and that really bummed me out. Um, And one of the things that really bothered me was you can't upgrade armor in Dark Souls 3, so armor became almost meaningless uh, because the stat differences between the light stuff and the heavy stuff wasn't super significant. So, I mean, like, why would you even have heavy armor? Because there's really no point. You're not gaining that much more defense, and it weighs more, so you can't roll as much. I I, I don't know. It's just weird. Um, but I did still like Dark Souls 3. I know it sounds like I'm shitting all over it, but they changed some of the stuff from 2 that I didn't like. Where in Dark Souls 2, to try to make it hard, as hard as possible, each time you died, you would lose a portion of your max health up up to a certain point. And that sucked. Uh, in Dark Souls 3, it's just like Dark Souls 1, you're either alive or you're dead. And so you have more health when you're alive and then slightly less when you're dead. And, like, that's cool. Um, they... I feel like Dark Souls 3 is a little bit more streamlined as well. Like, things aren't as convoluted. But maybe I just feel that way because I played Dark Souls 1 and 2, so I know what Souls games are all about. Uh, and that's one of the things that I can't I can't accurately say. Um, so, like, I see a lot of people asking online and stuff, like, should I play Dark Souls 3 if I haven't played Dark Souls 1 or 2? And that, I personally would say no, just because I think Dark Souls 1 is better, but also because... This game ties into the other ones in a way that, like, if you're big into the lore like I am and think it's really cool, it it ties everything together. It is truly the ending of a trilogy, which I think is really cool, um, mainly because I don't think I would want to play a fourth Dark Souls game, but also because I think it's cool because From Software can move on to some other new project. Um, and maybe they'll make Bloodborne too, and I'll play that despite not really having a super great time playing Bloodborne, which I'm an outlier in that. Most people love the shit out of Bloodborne, but it's just that fast pace, faster paced combat, not what I come to a Souls type game looking for. Um, but yeah, you, you go to a lot of interesting places in Dark Souls 3, and some of them are beautiful. Oh man. There is an area that's kind of like this weird, like, big mansion in the middle of, like, this snowy area, and it's just, it's so pretty, like, you come out onto it, and you look at, you're looking over this, out over this cliff onto this whole place, and it just, it looks so pretty. And Dark Souls 3, just like Dark Souls 2 and 1, has very varied environments. Uh, there's everything from snowy mountaintop to, like, weird undead caverns to crazy volcano magma town. There's there's all there's all all kinds of stuff. There's forests, uh, anything you can imagine. Sewers. It's probably the type of locale in a Souls game. And Dark Souls 3 has all that stuff. Uh... What I am actually interested in is seeing the lore videos for Dark Souls 3 uh, because I can see how it ties into the other two games, but I it 
lore videos for Dark Souls are crazy. Like, if you've ever played Dark Souls and you haven't watched any lore videos, like, go check that shit out. Just search Dark Souls lore videos, and you can listen to people who have read every single item description and can tie things together in ways that I cannot even fathom because I don't have that much patience. But listening to those videos and watching them, I I love doing. I may actually go do it after this because I have not partaken in the Dark Souls 3 lore videos. But... Yeah, I, I don't I don't really know what to say. I feel like I'm kind of rambling at this point since I'm not going to talk specifics about the game. Uh for for an ending to a trilogy, I think it's I think it's a great game. I think it's solid. I still don't think it surpasses Dark Souls 1, but I do love this series. It's odd how Dark Souls kind of became like a gamer badge of honor. Um, like, this is the hardest franchise ever, and if you beat this, then you're like, you're pretty good at video games. And, like, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think it's one of those things where, like, if you just take the time to play and, like, learn how the mechanics work, it's not super difficult anymore. I mean, it is challenging, and sometimes it gets very frustrating, but it's one of those things you just gotta be patient, um, and you have to learn how the mechanics works. How the mechanics works. How the mechanics work, and it's just... It's just like any other video game, man. For some reason, weird masochistic video games are popular. Games that are hard as shit uh, became super popular, and I think that started around the time that Dark Souls came out because people uh, were not used to a game not holding their hand, right? Like, that's a problem a lot of people have with modern video games is, like, there are just arrows pointing you at everything. Like, in RPGs, there's just, like... Oh man, this guy's got a green exclamation point over his head. Must be he's got a side quest wearing Dark Souls. Like, you're looking for a side quest? You don't fucking know, man. There's a guy over there, you talk to him, and he says he doesn't say anything, but if you come back at the exact right moment, right before you fight one boss, but after you fought another one, and they'll they'll chat it up with you, and they'll give you special items, and then you gotta be somewhere else before they disappear, and all kinds of shit, and like... Dark Souls 3, I think, takes the cake for convoluted quest lines that I never would have been able to figure out uh, if I hadn't looked them up on a wiki. Because, like, holy shit. Man, some of them were ridiculous. But I, I love that kind of stuff, and I think it's cool. I, I don't know how the, f- the hell anyone ever figures it out in the first place, but it's it's interesting. I, I just, I love Dark Souls. That That's all I had to say. <laughs> I, I love Dark Souls as a franchise, and I think Dark Souls 3 is a fine product. I just like Dark Souls 1 the best. I think it'll always be that way. It could just be because it's the first one I played, but I think it's the best one. And with that, that'll do it. I don't have anything else to say. I'm just going to keep rambling, saying the same stuff over and over. I like Dark Souls. I hope you like Dark Souls, or at least this has gotten you interested in Dark Souls and you learned a little bit uh, if you didn't know anything about it before. But uh, I just have to say, as I have to say every episode, that our theme song is the song Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. They're a sweet chiptunes band. You should check them out. Uh, They have all kinds of hot jams ready and available for you to purchase. And so thank you guys for listening. Uh, Next month I'll try to have a more solid topic other than just like a general thing so that I don't ramble as much. Uh, But thank you for listening. I appreciate appreciate every listen. I've been getting a lot of listens on these, and 
I don't know, it makes me feel good when the stuff that I put out there actually is consumed. So thank you very much, and I will see you again next month. Peace out.